The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the court. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Christ. You may be seated. Well, here we go, right? Woo! <laughs> Grace and peace to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Jesus is really on fire today as he continues preaching his Sermon on the Mount. The same sermon that began for us two weeks ago with words about blessing, which contradicted how our culture would typically define it. In God's kingdom, God bestows God's favor, God's names as blessed. God is linked to the poor, the lost, the hungry, the suffering. Among these, Jesus has said, God's heart resides. So then, in God's kingdom, as God's people, we too are linked to those God names as blessed. And we are linked to one another, called to care and serve, to be generous and show mercy. That is how Jesus started his sermon. And these words frame all the rest of the words that we hear today. Last week, we heard more of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where he proclaimed that we, as God's kingdom here and now, we are light for the world. We bring hope. We are salt for the world. 
we bring healing. And today, Brother Jesus keeps on a preaching to us as members of God's kingdom. Maybe some of you might remember um, the once popular Amelia Bedelia children's books. I'm not sure if they still are. I think they're still around, but it's been a while since we have used or had those books in our house. But I remember that they were a great tool to begin to teach about metaphors and different figures of speech when our daughter was younger. Because, as you may know, Amelia Bedelia just does not get it. She interprets everything absolutely literally. Like when Amelia receives valentines from her teacher, and they rather confuse her. So she attempts to fix them. She puts a bandage across a broken heart. She tosses peanuts in an envelope with a squirrel. She tries to warm up a your cool card. She gives the seal a kiss, and she almost drizzles honey all over a bee, but her dad catches her just in time. In reading our gospel for today, I imagine that Amelia Bedelia would really have some trouble with it. Pluck out your eye, cut off your hand, Please, Amelia Bedelia, let's just hold on a sec. Jesus isn't speaking literally here, but he is certainly using some very effective rhetoric to grab our attention with purpose. In order to lead us into clearer ways of seeing our responsibility to care for others and to lead us into deeper ways of living into that responsibility to live as kingdom people. In fact, Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, as we have just heard, broadens and deepens every commandment. Every commandment that his disciples knew by heart, Jesus expands. Every rule that they were taught to follow, he extends. He extends the reach of the law they've learned through Moses and the prophets. If any of his disciples thought that they were living up to what the law required of them, then Jesus has very successfully burst their bubble. Why? Well, perhaps, as good Lutherans, we might say that the law cannot save us. The law shows us our sin. It points us to our need for a savior, for the good news, the gospel. Jesus Christ saves us. God's love and forgiveness, this is our salvation. This distinction between the law and the gospel is important in helping to teach us to trust ultimately in God's promises and not our own efforts or works or merits, be they good or wanting. It is God who saves us, who surrounds us and loves us, saint and sinner that we are. The promise in baptism is that we belong to God. It is God who saves us, not our success at living up to the letter of the law. But as we just heard, Jesus this morning also is deepening and broadening the letter of the law. 
the letter of the law as given to the Ten Commandments and spoken through the prophets, Jesus is lifting up for us the spirit of the law, the purpose for which the law was given as gift and guide to God's people, to us. And really, in so doing, I think Jesus is reminding us something of something very important for us to remember. God doesn't care about us keeping the law for the law's sake, but rather for our sake, and especially for the sake of our neighbor. The purpose of the law, the reason for the Ten Commandments, the principles behind every word of wisdom wisdom spoken by the prophets then and now is for the sake of our relationships with one another, with creation. Our relationships, how we treat one another matters to God. Not as a tally sheet to keep track of our sins, but because our creator wants us to care for those God has created. So Jesus says in our gospel today, it is not enough to just refrain from murder. We should also treat each other with respect, not speaking hateful words. Jesus deepens and broadens this commandment. It is not enough, Jesus says, to avoid physically committing adultery. We should not objectify other people. It is not enough to follow the letter of the law regarding divorce. We should not treat people as disposable. And we should make sure the most vulnerable in Jesus' culture, women and children, are provided for. Jesus condemns a patriarchal practice of discarding a wife and leaving her destitute. It is not enough, Jesus continues, to keep from swearing falsely or lying to others. We should speak and act truthfully and honestly in all of our dealings. Why does Jesus deepen and broaden the letter of the law? Because our relationships matter to God. The purpose of the law, the spirit of the law, is to protect and foster honest and healthy ways of being in relationship. God doesn't care that we keep the law for the law's sake, but rather God cares that we keep the law for our sake, for the sake of one another. I've been thinking about some of the rules that Matt and I have set as parents over the years. Bedtime, it's a real thing. Chores are important too. Kindness and respect need to be the norm as does an apology when it's not. The purpose of such rules of our household law is to guide and shape and build up in life affirming ways in relationship and community enriching ways. The law is given for the sake of our relationships. There's a verse from last week's gospel that I think is worth hearing again. Jesus said, those who break one of the least of the commandments will be called least in the kingdom of heaven and those who keep them will be called great. But notice, whether one keeps them or breaks them, they're still in the kingdom. So I'll say it again. 
The law isn't the way we earn God's favor or merit or a place in God's kingdom. Rather, as Luther and others reformers so often stressed, the law is the precious gift of an adoring parent given to beloved children, urging them to treat each other well. This, of course, means that the law is not absolute. It is not always black and white. It is not a game of rules with strategies and loopholes with winners and losers. What matters is the spirit of the law, the purpose for the law to guide and shape and protect and build up relationships and communities in life-affirming ways. So after reflecting on these fiery words from Jesus, I encourage you this week, to think about the relationships in your life that are important to you. Think about what makes them good and give thanks to God for them. And then I also want you to think about a relationship in your life that maybe has suffered some damage. Regardless of blame or fault, I encourage you to hold that person in prayer. Offer that broken relationship to God for help and healing. You know, every week in worship, we hear the words, the peace of the Lord be with you always. Right. And then every week, we share that peace. We share the peace of Christ that breaks down walls of anger that divide us. We share the peace of Christ that breaks down walls of fear that isolate us. We share the peace of Christ that breaks down walls of hurt and disappointment that separate us. With Christ as our peace, every moment holds the possibility of new life, of reconciliation. In our first reading from Deuteronomy, Moses says to the people, I have set before you today life or death. Choose life. Choose this life before you. Choose these lives beside you. Let The peace of Christ leads you into ways that honor your life and that honor the lives of those around you. In the peace of Christ, we are reconciled. Thanks be to God.